This is the Limo Show 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 Show. Show. I'm with Dante Hit. He's a professional meditation co coach, world class, uh, and uh, welcome, man. Super excited to have you. Glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yeah, so, what compelled you to be a meditation coach? Like, how? Like, what's your story behind it? Why, why not a dating coach? Why not a business coach? Why a meditation coach? Yeah. Good. Great question, man. Um, I was a dating coach for a little while and volunteered for a bunch of, of dating uh, companies, Russell Dynamics, some other companies. I mean, I went, I went so far as to get a tattooed on my wrist, man. That's how, that's how pumped and hyped I was about it, how, how immersed in the industry I was. But why, why I really focus on meditation is because most of my life I've been super depressed, super anxious. Uh, the worst of it was like having suicidal thoughts, wanting to kill myself, like really, really, really bad extreme stuff. So when I actually started meditating daily first thing in the morning and being consistent with that, it like, like radically changed my life. So once I had some great results for myself emotionally, I was like, fuck, like I want to bring this to as many people as possible. And I mean, dating's amazing. Like I, I think and full heartedly believe 100% that you should work on each area of your life, fitness, nutrition, dating, social skills, business or career, right? Not everybody has to be a fucking entrepreneur, but like either or of those travel and just get all these things tight, all these things really good, feeling really good about all these. But the foundation, uh, foundational thing to me personally and what's worked for me personally is just cutting down the amount of thoughts you're having overall and your ability to pivot out of negative thoughts. That's fucking huge. Meditation has done that for me and that's, that's what I'm choosing to focus on. Exactly. Awesome. And did you have this, uh, the, the, those problems that you had, like those, those thoughts of like even killing yourself and all, did you have them since childhood or did they, did they come with um, a special experience that you had? Um, you know, we all, we all go through like really traumatic experiences and I, I had some of those and just with like where I was diet wise, my, my inner dialogue, my self-talk, having no real systems in place. I was smoking, drinking a ton, uh, smoking cigarettes, smoking weed a bunch, not really hanging out with the right people. So it was a combination of things. And once I kind of started picking apart each kind of layer, moving each layer of toxicity and, and you know, fucking negativity, uh, that helped. But yeah, to answer your question, it was, it was always pretty bad. Not exactly that bad. That was kind of like dipping in at certain points, really, really extreme low moments, but it's always been really anxious, really fearful. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. Yeah, same experiences, man. I feel like, you know, when you remove all the toxicity and, uh, and when you reframe your thoughts from negative to, to positive, when you're able to, to control and be the master of your thoughts, uh, that's when you, you can create your own reality, when you have a strong frame of, of reality. Because most people, they, they feel like they're, they're too identified with their thoughts. And, I, and that, that's what you help people with, right? It's like disidentifying from that voice inside your, your head, right? And, um, and, and it's crazy how, you know, with, um, with social media and with like technology and nowadays we're so, we're so caught up in this frenetic lifestyle that we can't sit with ourselves anymore. We're so like into notification and stimulus over stimulus. And uh, it's crazy. So how, how do you help people? Like 
what's the first thing when you see a guy that uh, that struggles with this or, or women um what what do you tell them, what do you tell them like to to sh to shut off this voice you know yeah another great question man uh so my my free three-month academy where i work with people in a group setting the the main thing i teach them is to start building the habit of meditating first thing when you wake up the the two concessions right the thing the two things that you're you're allowed to do is like get some water and take a piss or take a dump like a quick dump and then go right into your meditation because the amount of the amount of time you spent you spend awake as soon as your consciousness or as soon as your awareness comes back into your body after you wake up right you're not alert the clock starts for most people not everybody's fucking Eckhart Tolle they just wake up and they're like no thoughts I'm ever present right I'm, I'm one with the fucking world not the case So as soon as we're awake, we're thinking and we're reacting to the environment. Your brain is literally, literally processing like all your surroundings, your environment. You have all these conditioned patterns of like how my relationship with my apartment. Do I like my apartment? Do, you know, are people living with me? What's my fucking job? What do I got to do today? All these things start playing. So if you can minimize the amount of time you've, you're spending thinking and insert the meditation early on, you start building grounded, centered momentum. You start building non-reactive momentum when you're sitting down and I encourage people to meditate for 30 minutes. That's what I work with people in my academy for. So you're sitting down for 30 minutes, just observing everything, not reacting to an urge, not reacting to, oh, I got to do this. Da, 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 da. You're just sitting there with yourself and all these thoughts are just kind of passing. And the longer you, you go throughout your meditation, you start to get more relaxed, more calm, more at ease, more centered, and you start building more upward momentum right more um more grounded momentum you're, you're less reactive to your own thoughts and to the environment in the world it's a problem and challenges you're you're more solution based you can think of solutions to your problems and you can think of exciting ways to be a talk to people work on your business um exciting ideas to do stuff like you're you're more open-minded to the positives in life versus being like sucked down and weighed down by the negatives so that would be the main the main thing Doing it early in the morning and being consistent at that, the practice in and of itself over time will take care of itself. Just like if you go to the fucking gym and lift a bunch of weights, if you do that consistently, you're going to experience results. It's not going to be a day. It's not going to be a week, but you will experience results. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, it's, um, I mean, 30 minutes to start. It's not a, it's like some people, like uh, I, I know a lot of people, who, if I tell them to sit 30 minutes with themselves, it's like, it's too much for them, you know? So you, you tell them like 30 minutes from the start? Yeah, make it a challenge, you know? And it's like, that, what's the point of going to the gym and, and lifting five, five pound fucking pink dumbbells, right? Like, give yourself a little bit of a challenge. It's not that hard. You're just sitting in a chair for 30 minutes, you know? Okay. And it's amazing when you, when you first initially start to do it, maybe people listening, watching this later on, and they, they decided like, oh, I don't know about that. Let me, let me check it out. When you actually first sit down for that first time, It's a little alarming. That's always in the background and we never notice it. Like how much devastation is that wrecking in terms of success in our life? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I see that. I love what you said about uh, action taking momentum versus excuse making momentum because you can see that even on the field when I'm, when I'm out with guys, I see the, these guys that are so stuck in, a, in this kind of analysis paralysis. You know, they're too much stuck in, our, in their heads. And they're, uh, they're like assessing the first order, second order, third order consequences of, of, of the fact that they would say hi instead of just taking action and, uh, and, and just, uh, you know, removing those thought, thoughts processes 
and being present. You know, the ability to be present is so important with women, but even in life. Um, what, what do you think about that? Like, uh, apart from meditation, how could people cultivate more more presence in their lives? You know, what are the systems that you have, for example, in your life, or that you give uh, advice, you know, on, and uh, that you would recommend to be more present? Yeah, another great question, man. Um, not checking your phone first thing in the morning. It's fucking huge. Minimizing the amount of time you spend on this shit or a laptop. Minimizing the amount of time you're watching movies, playing video games, just kind of fucking around. Because every time you use this or watch, you know, Netflix, Disney Plus, Baby Yoda, every time you're doing that, you're having these amazing dopamine spikes, which feels great. And it makes you more addicted to doing this shit on the phone or watching Yoda, Baby Yoda. And then when you actually go back to working, or if you haven't, if you're not going back because you haven't started, if you actually start to work on your business or work on various other areas of your life, because you've been in this state of continual dopamine bombardment, because you're used to all this dopamine and you move down to these activities, which is when you're reading a book, most books, uh, or working on a business, right? Editing a piece of video, um, going out, and let's say, let's say doing an approach, for example, these things aren't going to give you dopamine. A lot of them are going to be super fucking intense and challenging. They're going to do the opposite. They're going to give you adrenaline and stress. So if you're continually used to checking your phone and doing all these things, you're used to this extreme amount of dopamine. And when you go to work on these, these things, they're not going to give you that dopamine. So it's going to be harder to focus. It's going to be harder to actually concentrate. You're just going to kind of be like in this derpy fucking haze. It's going to be hard to, to figure out solutions. You're going to be more likely to quit and succumb to any fear of adrenaline and go right back into working on those distractive or working with those distractive activities, watching fucking Netflix, binge watching episodes and shit. So limit the amount of time you're spending on electronics and stuff. Um, another thing is diving into your limiting beliefs, right? Trauma, things, things you've been through. That's another big one because the way it works is Let's say right now, all of us, we're holding on to one piece of, of limiting belief, you know, toxic, to, you know, piece of toxicity, traumatic event, whatever the fuck it might be. All of us, you, you, me, everyone fucking listening, we all have our shit. And right now we're doing certain activities and behaviors, right? Just orbiting this, this piece of toxicity. Maybe it's uh, watching fucking, watching the news, watching Disney Plus, playing Modern Warfare, uh, you know, jerking off, could be sex. Anything you're using as an addiction, anything you're using as a distraction. And we're distracting ourselves from actually going into the piece of toxicity, the piece of trauma, whatever it might be, and processing it, you know, integrating it, releasing it, letting go of it, reframing how we're thinking about it, making peace with it, whatever, however you terminology, whatever terminology you want to use. And then when we do that, we absorb it, let it go, and then we start to orbit something else. And it's a continual process throughout our entire life, getting better and better and better and better. That would be another thing. And again, as we mentioned a little while ago, taking a look at what foods you're eating cutting out all processed foods and bullshit and just switching to like mainly fruits and vegetables. You know, if you want to go full vegan, I'm not full vegan. If you want to go hardcore full vegan, that's, if you want to just do vegetarian, that's, that's more honest cut meat. That's another good thing, but primarily just focus on fruits and vegetables, take supplements if you can. And yeah, if you want to throw going to the gym in there, but I don't really do that one. Mm -hmm. Awesome advice, bro. I love it. So yeah, lowering your dopamine uh, intake, uh, and, uh, and yeah, reframing those limiting beliefs and diving deep into your subconscious, second one. And third one is like nutrition, like really eating uh, healthy greens. Yeah, I love it, man. That, that's, uh, that, that's exactly that. And, um, and uh, who, like, who influenced you the most on your journey right now? Because you've been through so many, you've been, uh, I feel like you've assisted or you, you've worked with so many people. 
But uh, who really like, for example, who are the three top people that influenced you the most on this journey for you? That's a great question, man. I think you can learn something from everybody. And like, just let's say being on this podcast here, just kind of talking and sharing, having this interaction, this conversation, like I'm learning a lot and I'm sure you're learning a lot. And this is like a growing moment for both of us. It's cool. I get to share and, and try to help out the people who are listening to your podcast and people who listen to my shit. Hopefully this can you know impact one of those guys. That's amazing. But if I, if I had to boil it down, like top three, I would definitely pick uh, real social dynamics, RSD, Abraham Hicks, super woo wooey and yeah. Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle is another super woo wooey. Yeah. Eckhart Tolle is dope. Yep. I agree. Okay, and um, I, w I was uh, I was wondering, like, because you have a, I, f I feel like you have a deep understanding. There's a few people in the world who I can talk about this shit about like energy work, etc., deeply. And uh, I know you're you're very deep into like high vibration energy, low vibration energy, and um, mm -hmm. I want to kind of introduce that to my audience and kind of um, you know get them to kind of know these dynamics that are happening because our, our our world is 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 dual. And uh, there is different energy laws that are governing it. And some people aren't aware of, of these, uh, these energetic laws and these dynamics that are happening. And they're uh, unconsciously, unconsciously or not, they're into the effect of it. So what, how, how could you break down those dynamics of low vibration energy, high vibration energy, and, and what to do about them? How to be more conscious of these influences that you have? Yeah, so there's many different angles that, that all certain types of teachers take. Um, I watched one video by, by Tyler from Real Social Dynamics, Owen Cook, and his angle was kind of presenting how this negative low vibration energy is kind of like demonic. So his angle is like really intense, really aggressive, and that's going to pierce through a lot of people's belief systems and shit and really resonate with them. I, I lean more along the lines of like Eckhart Tolle, or um, it's more like a fucking kind of like a like mechanical, right? It's like, it's like, it's this own little entity that wants to stay alive inside of you. This, you could call it energy. Uh, you could call it fucking the, the pain body. You could call it the ego. But essentially, what you, what, <laughs> what you want to be doing, because you can get so lost in the goddamn details of all, of, all the woo-woo-y terminology and shit, but basically, the, the, the main gist of it that's actually practical you can use and apply to your life is one energy is unconscious. The other energy is, is self-actualizing. It's empowering energy. It's conscious energy. It's present energy. So one example is like, you're a little tired. You get home from work. Should I buy pizza or fucking cook a healthy meal? The pool of like, oh, I should get a pizza. You're starting to go unconscious. You're starting to get more derpy. Oh, I should cook a meal. It's a little bit more challenging to stay present with that, but you're going to eat the healthy meal. You're going to feel much better. You're going to probably go to sleep. You're not going to engage in more and more derpy behavior. It's going to have the opposite effect. So the, the way you want to do this is constantly, it's practice and it's a little challenging, but constantly be aware of what you're thinking and what you're feeling and be choosing slightly better feeling thoughts. So let's, let's use an example like real time right now. So let's say um, we're doing this podcast together and maybe we're a little tense and we're like, fuck, you know, I don't know. I think the podcast is going well. Maybe it's not going well. Uh, you know, it's, it's all right. I'm a, little, I don't know, I'm a little tense. You could say, well, person's pretty dope uh, you know I, I like the vibe I like the energy but we're sharing some really good material that would be a slightly better thought if you want to go slightly above that it's like this information is going to really fucking help some people and i bet there's like one person whose life is going to dramatically change and they're going to apply this shit and take massive fucking action and get some really epic results so constantly 24 7 be just kind of like baby stepping your way emotionally with your thoughts and you know meditation helps nutrition helps 
cutting out all the fucking bullshit activities help. You're trying to nurture, right, this state of presence and focus. That's a real, real good sign that you're actually in high vibrational energy. You're focused. And you're feeling better and better and better. But in terms of, this is a caveat, big caveat. In terms of you're more inspired and excited, right? So feeling good can also be, oh, yeah, let me have the fucking McDonald's Egg McMuffin. Yeah, let me stick my dick in her and not use the condom. It feels amazing. I love it. I love it. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you feel fulfilled. You feel inspired. That is not like consuming. It is a very detached kind of, uh, kind of thing, right? You go to the gym. You work out. Afterwards, how do you feel? You're like, damn, that was awesome. But you're calm. It's not like up in your face. You want to, you, wanna, you know, have fun with your girlfriend? It's like, it's not usually based like, ah, like lust. It's more like, oh, I really enjoy this person. Yeah, let's fucking have sex. But it's not coming from a needy place. I need the fuck. I need it. I need this. I need the money. It's, it's very calm and detached. And the more you do this, the more you'll get a sense of it. The most important thing is to actually fucking start exposing yourself to these different teachers, RSD, Eckhart Tolle, Abraham Hicks, different practices, meditation, working on nutrition. Once you, the, the biggest fucking hardest part is making the decision to actually walk down that path, start down that path. Once you do, results will come and your life will, beginning, will begin to get better and better and better and better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just curious earlier, awesome advice, by the way, uh, loved it. Uh, I just, um, I was just curious, so when you meditate, um, you, don't, you don't do guided meditation, you don't put music, you, it's just you and your breath, right? Uh, okay, so 30 minutes, you just by yourself sitting up either in a chair or if you can sit on the ground, be sitting up, have a designated spot away from the derp out. So then when you're sitting by yourself, the main three stages I recommend is stage one, you start to become aware of your environment. So you really look at what's in your surroundings, right? I got a fucking water bottle here. There's the backyard here. There's a window. If you're really looking at something, if I can, if I can tune into like the air conditioning unit, any birds, fly buzzing, the dog's whining right now because it wants to go inside. If I can tune into the sounds or really look at something, you can't be thinking. If you're really doing that, if, you're, if all of your focus is on that, you cannot be thinking. So initially when you're sitting down to meditate, let's say you're doing 30 minutes, the first about five to 15 minutes, your mind's probably going to be fucking racing. But around, it, it could happen sooner, it could happen later, it depends on the person. It's unique to how much fucking shit they're carrying with them, trauma, trauma, fucking toxicity, all this bullshit. Maybe around the 10 minute mark, your mind starts to slow down a bit and you can kind of look around easily. Initially, you're looking at something, but the thought's coming in. Another thought, another thought, another thought, another thought, another thought. Oh, and it might be excited. You might something that you're excited about or looking forward to. And you're like thinking about that, thinking about that, thinking about that. The same thing, whether it's positive or negative, it's still unwanted. We want to break identification with, oh, the voice in my head, that's who the fuck I am. Yeah, that's me. This is me. No, you're just awareness. So when you're sitting there around the 15-minute mark, a little less, a little more, your mind will start to slow down. You'll easily be able to look at things in your environment, easily be able to tune into the sounds. You'll kind of trip out. It's a little trippy if you've never had that before. If you've been thinking all your fucking life, been stressed out all your life, you're just kind of relaxed. It's kind of nice. Stage two, that deepens more relaxation, more groundedness, more at ease, more centeredness, and you become aware of the fact that you're alive. Your heart's beating right now, right? You, you and me, man, we're fucking, we're alive right now. We're one right now. Yeah, I feel present now. When you said that, I felt present. <laughs> you're, you're, you're aware of the fact that you're breathing. You're aware of the fact that gallons of blood 
Yes, exactly, exactly. You're aware of gallons of blood circulating throughout your body, and you can become aware, this sounds a little, little fucking woo-woo-y, but you can become aware of the energy in your body. So if I hold up my hands right now, and I kind of start to tune into the feeling of them. Yeah, do the tingling. Exactly. You'll start to feel a little bit of tingling, a little bit of pressure. Some sensation will happen. Then you tune into the rest of your body. You become aware of the space that you're taking up in the environment. And then the third stage, um, again, this could happen sooner. It might not happen for like the first 10 fucking meditation sessions. It really depends on the person. But then towards the end of the meditation, the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes, five minutes, you'll start to have these, these bursts of no thought, right? Gaps, gaps in thinking where you're just pure awareness, right? Pure presence. That feels fucking phenomenal. You get a little bit of that, or maybe it's extended bursts, right? And it lasts for a certain amount of time. Whatever it is, the fact you meditated for 30 minutes, you're going to have some, some amount of that. Maybe it's like just this much. But just, just this much while you're going throughout your day-to-day -day life as normal, you're less reactive to negative thoughts, people, events, emotions. So when it happens, instead of just being run by anger or depression or anxiety, self-attack, that was a big one for me, you kind of, you have a little bit of detachment because of that meditation session, because of the momentum you've built. You have a little bit of detachment, and instead of being run by it, you can kind of just kind of let it go. You can easily pivot away from them. Exactly, exactly. Love, love, love what you said about, uh, you know, being the observer of, of your thoughts, being the watcher of your thoughts instead of being you know, identified with them and thinking that they're you. Like get, getting that third person perspective on your thoughts is so powerful. And that's what I loved about Eckhart Tolle when I first read him. It's, it's really like that shift from the, the watcher, the reactor to the watcher. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's so powerful. And I've, I've read once that the one, one of the highest forms of intelligence is observing something without judging it. For example, you're, you're seeing a bird. You're walking on the street, you're seeing a bird. But... You know, in your head, you're going to label it like, oh, it's a bird. But if you don't label it, if you just watch the beauty of the bird, the beauty of this universal energy thing that is going on, you, you, it's, it's so powerful when you watch like a beautiful flower blossoming without, you know, without, without judging that it's a flower, just sensing the energy and the beauty of it. And that, that's, that's a great point, man. That's a really great point. And I forgot to touch on that. Yeah. If when you're, so that first stage, when you're looking at your environment, it's, it's really important, as you said, not to put labels on it, not to put meanings on it. Just gently look at it with just pure, unfiltered, undiluted awareness. Because in another point you kind of, you kind of bring, bring up and alluded to, at our core, this is kind of a radical concept, but at our core, I believe that we're just awareness. From, from things I've learned from Eckhart, Abraham, Hicks, uh, Muji is another really good one. There, there's all this like talk of like an inner being, right? An inner stillness, an inner presence, an inner awareness. That awareness is what we are. It doesn't have a name. It doesn't have a sex. It doesn't have desires. It doesn't have fears. It can't die. It can't decay. You can't even fucking visualize it or imagine it conceptually because it's just awareness, right? You aware of my voice right now, me aware of you and your presence here in this call, that in its purest form, that all is all we are. So when we're looking at somebody or an object, or our own thought processes or emotions with complete detachment and we're identified as awareness as the observer purely the more we can identify right even if it's just adding 0.001% each day to that to that awareness we're we're identifying with, that we believe we are
and not really believe, but we've experienced slowly over time and we've trusted it enough to finally change allegiances and shift and go, oh no, this is actually what the fuck I am, right? The ego, the mind has so much identification, all the past experience, past conditioning, all that is just evidence of like, no, 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 you're not awareness, you're not this fucking, you're not a soul, you're not, you're not a spirit, you're this mind, man, you're, you're this, this is who you are, these are your dreams, these are your fears. It's so visceral, it's so real, it's so vivid. But the more we shift our allegiance and, and to know that, not like logically theorize, maybe, well, I kind of believe it, no, but to know it deep in your fucking veins and like DNA, the less stress you have, the more in control you are, the more grounded you are, the less reactive you are. And for me personally, the, the more, you know, peace and fulfillment I've been experiencing uh, throughout my life. Yeah. What, what do you think of, um, you know, it's crazy in our society how we're so focused on, they're putting us in this bubble of five senses, like eating, mm. watching things, uh, feeling like it's this bubble of five senses and, and, and they don't, they kind of like, they, they don't uh, put the emphasis of this uh, awareness that we are. It's just like in the media or in our society, we're so caught up in this bubble of five senses. And, and it's crazy how it almost feels like there's an agenda to distance us from, you know, this, uh, this awareness, you know. And uh, what, what do you think of, um, of that? Like how, how society kind of, you know, puts us in this bubble and, how to kind of distance ourselves from the matrix. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think it's a tough question. No, it's a good question to be honest. Like you can get lost in so many different ways of like conspiracies, right? David Ike's one, one, uh, real good example of that. I fucking love his shit. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, me too. That's what, uh, crazy, man. It's crazy, but you can get lost in that. So my perspective on that is, Number one, how, how do you kind of dull? How do you blunt the effects of society? Number one is do the shit we're talking about here on this podcast and the shit that, you know, you recommend and, and you post on your Instagram and things you help your guys with or and, and girls. But the other thing is <laughs> if, if you're born in a third world country, you're born in a fucking third world country. So make do with whatever cards you've been dealt and don't bitch and don't complain and don't focus on shit that's not really going to help you. Like it doesn't really help to, it's fun, it's cool, it's interesting to watch David Icke shit, but how is that improving your resources, your wealth? How is that improving your emotions, right? If anything, that's giving you more ammunition to be fearful and scared and feel more powerless and more like a victim. So I, I recommend eliminating all that shit. Don't watch the fucking news, don't fuck all that, right? If you want to be consuming something, Google the top 50 self-help books, get, get to work, get a mentor, get a coach, right? Start slotting in these habits, start waking up earlier, going to bed at a consistent time, waking up at a consistent time, get your fucking nutrition in check, get rid of your fucking, you know, friends that are like poison dripping you with toxicity and bullshit and complaining and shit that really doesn't fucking matter. Start getting focused on what you want, what kind of person you want to be and start moving towards that and yeah, just limit the amount of complaining and shit because that's just more ego. Yeah, yeah, man. Awesome, awesome. I, I was, I was thinking like, um, you know, now you're a, you're a meditation coach. Like, some people kind of like, you know, they're just um, like, how, how do you kind of get, how, how do you get your clients mostly? Like, how how do you find people who truly want to work on themselves and and really become become better in terms of meditation it's a it's a deep question, man um so it's kind of like 
spinning a whole bunch of plates at one time, right? So you want to be like improving your coaching ability or whatever your product or service is. So, so for me, improving my ability to coach people and help them meditate, learning everything I can about meditation in my downtime, studying all different spiritual teachers, all different self-help teachers. I also work with limiting beliefs. So studying a lot of that shit constantly and actually coaching people. So there's a skill set and knowledge, being, able, being proficient in something, having some level of mastery in something. Because if I don't have that, anybody I do get, they're not going to stay with me and they're going to talk shit about me because I, I I'm fucking shit. <laughs> the product sucks. Like, don't buy it. That's, that's going to be the word of mouth. My product's fucking amazing. Everyone's going to spread the word. Everyone's going to, you know, tell their friends about it, be more likely to recommend it, be more likely to give testimonials, make better content. But in terms of actually getting clients, just creating tons of content, um, following different people, looking up hashtags, uh, you know, being on a lot of different social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, IGTV, Snapchat, TikTok, trying to get better at those different platforms, posting content that is content that is contextual to the, the thing, right? I'm not going to take a Facebook post and post it as an Instagram post. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. So yeah. studying Gary, Gary Vee, Seth Godin, all these different business people, marketing people, to learn more about that, getting better at that, right? Again, it's like spinning so many different fucking plates. And uh, probably like the third thing would be really, really starting to develop a sense and get better at judging when someone's full of shit and when they're actually ready to change. Because most people don't want to fucking change. They just like the idea of changing. True. Mm -hmm. Love it, man. And I get it, because I, I was that guy for a long fucking time. But once you accumulate enough suffering and enough, uh, you know, experiencing of, of this shit's not working, eventually you want to change. And going through that myself, I, I can like kind of sense that in other people, you know, when you've been through something, you can kind of recognize it in other people. So making really impactful content and then sensing if someone's ready to actually change and then having a, a, a very uh, rigorous sign up process <laughs> to yeah. weed out the people who are full of shit and the people who really want results and that I can actually serve to the best of my ability. They're actually going to use what I'm talking about. How many people watch it, you know, a fucking YouTube video and they're like, Oh, that was great. And then do nothing. Tons every day. Yeah, self-help is becoming like a TV show with all this uh, Instagram. Like there's so many videos on Instagram. They put you like the, this music and those subtitles. And it's so compelling that it becomes a TV show. Actually, Gary Vee, he makes like every, uh, every day, he makes like tea with Gary Vee. It's like it's, it's a TV show. It's like something that you look up to, you just watch, but then most people don't, don't act on it. And that, that's sad, man. That's, Which uh, is great because you, you make a great point and that's why I love guys like you because the content you're posting in a similar fashion as Gary Vee, like it's bringing, it's bringing really high vibrational, really healthy, really empowering, really positive influences and exposing people to that. So, you know, again, thanks for having me on, man. And like you're doing a really fucking great job. You're fucking crushing it. Yeah, thanks, man. So um, if you had to like, if you had to come back and you know, come back in time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? Go fucking meditate, bro. Get to work, you piece of shit. Get on it, man. Start getting control of your thought process, you lazy fuck. <laughs> yeah. and, and maybe give him a hug, too, at the same time. <laughs> I see. Awesome, man. Awesome. And so wh where, um, where would you want to scale your business? Like, would you like to do conferences and travel the world and, uh, and like... Uh, I have two questions here. Like, where would you want to scale your, your business? Like, what's kind of your visions for, for, for your business? Would you like to have a team of multiple instructors, maybe, or other coaches with you? Or would you like to, to, um, to do it by yourself, like 
like just coaching yourself, like having a team that assists you, but like you're the main instructor of your business. You see what I mean? Or do you want to have like, do you want to be part of a big, like kind of RSD type of thing where you have multiple instructors, multiple, like part of a, an umbrella brand. You see what I mean? Totally, man. Yeah. Another, another fucking phenomenal question. Um, so I made a two year plan last night, actually, where I kind of fleshed out the, the vision of where, where I want to go. And I want to dedicate these next two, two to three years to just building up a solid one-on-one -on -one coaching roster, um, getting more people in through the free academy, teaching more people how to meditate for free, which is just basically a way to give value and also get really, really good at coaching. So you have a, then, you have a free academy for people. Yeah, free, a free three-month-long academy where I teach people how to meditate and we do some fun group exercises together. That's crazy, man. What, what's the address? How people can uh, sign up for that? So if you go to my Instagram, which is at the backyard Buddha, at the backyard Buddha, and tap the link in bio, it'll be the first tab at the very, very top. So just tap that and bring up a form. There's a video and a little, little uh, like a letter thing. Watch the fucking video, read the letter. Super important that everybody does that if they're deciding to look at this page. And then fill out the form and there's like testimonials and stuff at the very bottom. Awesome. So guys, go out, go out to Instagram and go to add the backyard Buddha and go check him out. Yeah. This guy is, is dope. I'm telling you. So, so go, go get your, it's three yeah. months, three months, three months, three months. Wow, man. That's dope that you're doing that. That's crazy. Awesome. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. So the people who are going, going through that Academy, the ones that are really, really serious about getting results. And it's not just like, I get there's going to be some level of people who just want to slot in the habit of, of meditating and then that's enough value for those people. And I'm happy to do that. And I think that's healthy for me to do because I spent maybe so much time like trying to take, take, take from people. So I, I think that's good for me. But then the people who are really serious and want to like go to a higher level and like improve their income, improve all this shit. Um, I have like a mastermind program where we have uh, calls three times a week. I actually have one later today at 6 PM and then obviously one-on-one -on -one coaching. So Get building that up, getting building up my my income stream, and then using that money to get more coaching and more mentorship for myself. Do some boot camps with RSD, uh, travel to these these various different uh, events to uh, learn from these spiritual teachers like Eckhart Tolle. I'm going to Abraham Hicks event uh, in July with my friend Jill, so we're doing that. Getting more mentoring and more coaching, sales coaching, maybe work with Max's stuff, Max's team, and just keep the information and mentorship coming in, dude. Like that's, that's literally the fucking cycle. The more, the more money you're investing in yourself, you know, knowledge, mentorship, et cetera, the more you're able to output. Yeah. And a lot of people, I think they just, they do a little bit. Once they get a little bit of, of money, it's like, cool. And then they stop. But the, right. the, the stopping is like dead, man. It's fucking dead. <laughs> you, you grow or you die. You grow or you die. And it's so important to yeah, constantly invest in yourself. Like I'm good with women. I have, I, I'm coach, I'm fucking coaching. Uh, in I that saw area. your Instagram fucking page, man. It's lit. Yeah, but I'm still, I'm still investing in myself. I just invested 3K with a bootcamp with RSD, actually, with, uh, with Derek. And, um, and just, you know, just to see, like, ideas, you know, other ideas that maybe I don't know, those golden nuggets. And, and actually spending time with these people personally, um, you don't necessarily, you're not necessarily going to get, like, awesome um, explicit knowledge but you're going to get the, the tacit knowledge. You're going to get like the experience of being around them. Like their energy is going to rub off on you. And that, that's what I love about like being on co in conferences. I've, I've seen Eckhart Tolle in Montreal two times. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I've seen him talk and uh, yeah, he's super slow when he talks like kind of boring, but, but I was, I was super captivating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, it's, it's like, but, but it, uh, it's great material. And, and the fact that like being there and, and like absorbing his presence was, uh, was a crazy experience. Like I felt, uh, I felt on drugs. I felt high. Like I felt it's, 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 yeah, it's crazy. Even at the Tony Robbins event, I felt high. It's epic. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a good, it. a good point, man. Like the, the mentorship, I really want to stay on this because I think you bring up really, really fucking solid points. One of them being like, you get direct, you get the direct knowledge from, let's say, let's say Derek, right? You take a Derek boot camp. He's, he's giving you the direct, the direct one-on-one coaching of like, this is what you fucking do. This is what you're, you're, you're weak at. And we're going to fucking shore this up by doing this explicit thing. Number one, number two, like you said, you have the energy part of it. So you become more like the people you spend time with, like right down to the manner of speaking. It's kind of fucking weird and, and also kind of cool. That's the second thing, the energy, right? And then the third thing is that a lot of the times, personally at least, I'll spend time with someone like yourself. And then after this podcast, this conversation, it's going to give me ideas for like things I could have done today I would have normally not had ideas for. Business, it'll just bleed, bleed out into every other area of my life because you got really good energy. You're fucking like on point fucking dude. So yeah, dude, like, the, oh God, people who don't have fucking mentors do not invest in themselves. It's, it's kind of, it's a little scary. Yeah, man. Love it. Love it. Now it's a, it's a weird question. The last kind of question, but like what, what's something that's less than $50 that you bought and that had the most impact on your life? Like the most benefit. Hmm. It's a team kind of team Ferris questions. Like I, I was inspired by team Ferris cause he, he has a book tribe of mentors and he has like, what's uh, what's uh, something that's less than a hundred dollars, but I, I made it 50. So just, uh, yeah. So what's, like something that's beneficial maybe for your meditation or for your life. I don't know. Like what's something you would recommend? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Probably. So one big thing uh, as another like little tip to, to reduce the amount of stress that we're experiencing on a daily basis, the amount of thoughts, negative thoughts, negative emotions. A lot, a lot of that has to do with, with inflammation in the body. If we're looking at it from a physical angle. So if you're drinking a lot of coffee, energy drinks, stuff like that, it's, it's giving you energy in the short term temporarily, but it's actually causing more stress, more stress chemicals to be released throughout your body. So I, I stopped drinking coffee. It was a bitch to do for like two weeks. And then uh, I started drinking tea to replace it. And then after about two weeks, the tea became basically the same potency as the coffee I was drinking minus like the jitters and like fucking racing thoughts and shit. But recently uh, I've been drinking and I'm waiting for my next shipment to come, which is why I've just been drinking tea the last few days. But recently, I drinking mud water. It's shroom, chaga mushroom, cacao, turmeric, cinnamon, all these amazing fucking ingredients that calm you down, make you more relaxed, more at ease, and more focused, more present. So I buy that shit. Like, I'm, I'm addicted, man. I'm like a lifelong fucking supporter after trying one month, uh, one month membership. Shit. I, I didn't know this. What is it called? Mud or water? Mud water. So their Instagram, if you go to Instagram and you want to put it in the search bar to look them up and look at all their fucking epic products, it's about 40 bucks a month for a, for a 30 month supply. Their Instagram handle is drink mud, like mud on the ground. And then WTR drink mud water. This is what their page looks like. That's the handle drink. Okay, so mud. It's you, you can't buy it on Amazon or um, you maybe I'm not sure. I haven't tried to I haven't tried to buy it on Amazon, but I know they have a website. And I don't know if, what do you ask, man, because you, you glitched out a bit. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's uh, glitched. 
Uh, yeah, perfect, man. Okay, like, uh, okay, so drink, drink mud water. Interesting, interesting. So, um, one of the last questions is, what book would you recommend someone to, to read? Like, what's the most impactful book you've read in terms of, like, energy work or, or presence or even, like, mainstream self-help? I don't know. Like, what, what's the, the book that really, like, had the most impact on you? Fuck, man. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. So, I think that books are useful depending on the stage you're at. So, the most recent one that was, like, fuck was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. It's a big one. Yeah, so Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by, by who? Sorry? Dr. Joe Dispenza. Doctor, ah, yeah, I love this guy, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I love his work on... Uh, yeah, he has... Uh, there's also a doctor... I don't know if you know him. Uh, it relates to your work, I think. Uh, are, you, um, are you familiar with the epigenetics? Epigenetics? Yes. It's like uh, how your, uh, your DNA and your cells react to your environment. Like, do, are you familiar with the, the work of Bruce Lipton? I've, I've heard the name mentioned a few times, but the only, the only uh, information I've been exposed to concerning epigenetics, like one of them being the, the book, Breaking Habit, but is he another really cool guy? Does he have some dope shit to say? Yeah, Bruce Lipton is, is amazing, bro. He's a researcher, he's, he's a scientist. He's, uh, he spent his life actually researching uh, epigenetics and, and all of that. He has a lot of great videos on uh, London Real, actually, uh, on YouTube. Um, and he has a lot of great... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy was in... Uh, there's, there's like a, the, the, the spiritual version of Netflix. It's called Gaia. Gaia. I watched one, I think, like Healing Foods or some shit like that. He, he, he was in it talking to... Talking about some, some pretty good <laughs> shit. Yeah, man, he has great books on epigenetics and, and on how your, your thoughts, like some people think they have cancer because uh, they're in, they inherited like a specific type of DNA in their family. But they proved that, they, they proved in rats or in, in other uh, experiments that actually, even if you had cancer in your family or you inherited a certain type of DNA that, that has like uh, a recurring disease in your family, if you're able to shift your thoughts and shift your environment, uh, the DNA that you're going to produce, like the cells that you're going to produce, are um, are, are going to be are, are going to be healthy instead of, of being uh, of, instead of having that, that specific disease. It's really like it's really interesting because most of mainstream science and mo most of mainstream medicine, uh, and again, they're 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 treating the symptoms mostly. They're, they're not treating the cause, you know. And those kind of scientists and, uh, and even Joe Dispenza, what I like about them is like, they're, they're really into like energy and how your environment, how your thoughts, how your presence actually affects uh, your, your health and how you can um, actually bring up, even if you had a, a certain pattern in your family of disease, you can actually shift that to a, to a healthy cells, to, to, healthy, to a healthy body and it's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy, man. That's, that's so fucking key to like, yeah, work on your nutrition stuff. But if you're just, if you're like self-attacking, thinking of, of the worst fucking shit imaginable, and you're constantly holding like this state of stress, you know, anxiety, fucking fear, like that literally is rotting, like breaking down the fucking fabric of your DNA and shit, your cells and shit. Like it's, it's crazy, man. It's so important to be thinking positively, not just because cliche and stuff, but literally because your health depends on it. Mm -hmm. Awesome, bro. I think we're going to wrap up uh, 
like right now because it's been a while, but it was awesome having you. What's the last thing, what's the last thought you want to give? Or maybe what's a, what's a question that I should have asked and I didn't ask, maybe I didn't ask you and maybe you had it in mind, like something that you would like to, me to, something that you would like to share with us. Um, well, number one, thank you for having me on, on the podcast, dude. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It was amazing. Seriously. The, uh, I mean, the last thing I'll leave, I guess, is a quote by R.S.D. Derek, who you know, and he posted it recently on his Instagram. He said, you know, every day I want to make myself more valuable than the day before. I think that's powerful. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Always, yeah. Building your value, strengthening your frame and building up on that. Like 1% better every day, shipping at it, 1% better. And uh, that's how you get it. Awesome. Awesome, bro. Love it. Uh, okay, cool, man. Cool, Dante. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, for, like, for being here and for... Uh, I appreciate you, Lima. Yeah, hope, um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed uh, Dante. I might, I might bring him back another day. And what, check out his uh, Instagram, at the Backyard Buddha. Uh, check out yes, his free presentation also. Uh, go ahead and uh, get those three months free. Many it's free, so, so take advantage. Uh, I highly recommend this guy, so check him out, at the Backyard Buddha. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. Seriously, I appreciate it, bro. Enjoy the rest of your day, man.